0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions, two, talk. give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Man, I'm excited
1: for him. I'd be jumping up and down if that was me. Five years, got a job, so I'm happy for him, man. Like he loves it. He loves his team. I don't know. I can't speak for him, but I don't think there's anywhere he'd rather be than you know at BYU coaching us. So I know for him, it's big time. And whatever success and achievement achievements he has, I'm gonna be there rooting for him because he's gonna do the same thing for me. So I'm happy for him. I'm really, I really am. Uh, Kalani <laughs> Sitake and uh, BYU have agreed to a contract extension, taking him through the year 20. 25, and uh, I don't know if there was as much doubt this time around if an extension were coming as uh, as the last time. You know, I think it's it's good to lock down a coach that uh, is coming off a really successful season um, and hopes that they can do it again in short order, and uh, Kalani's gotten that confidence from the university, and I think it's an important thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I agree with that. I think Kalani's the right man for that job. I wrote a column about it. I don't know if you saw that, Jake, but uh, I, I concur with uh with that decision and it'll be interesting to see where kalani takes this from this point on because last year he had a terrific team i think that team would have done pretty well against a stronger schedule and it uh, pretty much annihilated a weaker schedule but that was a boon to kalani's uh record he's 38 and 26 now And prior to that, he was uh, not just a little bit over 500. And so, yeah, that career, that year uh, helped his career in a major way. But I, as we've talked about a thousand times, BYU's head football coach, that is such a unique job. You have a lot of responsibilities that most uh, football coaches don't have. And he's just a good fit down there. That, that's my opinion. Has he been a perfect coach? No. Has he had some rough times? Yes, he has. Has he made some mistakes along the way? Yeah, he's made some mistakes. But he's also done some really good things. Uh, BYU's won- beat some pretty good teams, even though, ironically enough, last year they didn't play very, hardly any of them. But uh, he, he just is a good fit.
1: Would you agree? I do agree. Um he needs to continue to identify QB ones. I think that's if he wants to continue the success. I think that's probably step number one. Because well, they... he's
0: got a good man for the job, and uh, and A Rod. He's he's a terrific football mind.
1: But you, we saw we read uh, Matt Rule's um, comments about um, about Charlie Brewer yesterday that Josh yeah. Newman got for his story where Matt Rule gave Brewer the credit for him <laughs> being an NFL coach, and it's it's really true. It's not, of course. You know, it's much more complex than that. But you know, if you find a, a quarterback that can deal, it, it's going to make you. It's going to make you look really good. Well, we've talked about that a thousand, a hundred thousand times. How important a quarterback is.
0: It really, it's just so strange in a team sport that has so many players involved in the success and failure of a team to have
1: so much of it on one player. Well. I mean, even if you are a run team, quote unquote, you know, we talk about Utah a lot. If you have a quarterback that is a good player and not even and, and I'm picturing 2008 Brian Johnson here, not uh-huh. even necessarily physically dominant because Brian was dealing with so many issues that had kind of accumulated over the years with him. He was a maestro, uh, but he was so good at yeah. the position. What a difference it made in that season. And it's kind of a little bit of what we talked about. Uh, yesterday, with you need a quarterback that's going to make the right play at the right time. You know when uh, Utah's going to play in a lot of close games. BYU will see because you know supposedly that offense is going to is going to put up some points. And anyway, yeah, uh, it, it can make a huge difference for a head coach. So you know that's one you want to get right. Now you can be a good program without a great quarterback. I think Utah's has had teams that would qualify under that. BYU probably too, where you can have good teams without a great quarterback, but, you know, you don't see a whole lot of conference champions without really solid play from that position. Even in the Alabama teams that you accuse me of loving where they just had basically (laughs) an empty uniform at quarterback. You know, who was was the guy uh, who's on ESPN now and played for four years and he set, like, the wins? McCarron, yeah. Uh I mean, he was was absolutely suitable to the position, made basically no mistakes, and made plays when he had to make them. Yeah.
0: So, but that's a skill in and of itself. I mean, I agree. You yeah, don't sure. have to
1: be a flashy NFL type no. quarterback to, to be good in college football. But if you do get that flashy NFL type quarterback, look out. I mean, it, like I said, that makes coaches look awfully good.
0: And that's exactly what BYU got last year. So,
1: and it was surprising to us because we weren't sure that. Uh, well, you th- weren't th- sure. You were Sure. I thought he was really good. He well, kept mean, arguing with me about, well, you know, he had this this game against them. And I said, Gordon, he he was hurt, and he said, well, but still, he kind of sucks. Well, I said, I he's I never gonna be said fine. that. I never said that. Come on, knock it off. Uh, anyway, point being that QB one can make you look awful good if you're a, if you're a head coach. I mean, you know, look at Urban Meyer, who's had really good quarterbacks, been making him look good throughout his entire career. So, um, you know, maybe. Uh, Maybe Jaron Hall turns out to be that guy. Maybe it's Conover a little bit later on, but he's got to identify, develop, and have that right. guy. You don't have to have that guy every year to have a successful program, but when you get him, you got to take advantage of it.
0: I, I think uh, Conover might be the most talented quarterback down there, but there's a whole lot more to play in that position than talent. And, uh, yeah, I mean, all the coaches I've ever talked to about who are experts in that, in that p- particular position – they talk about all the other things besides arm talent, and uh, obviously arm talent certainly can put you over the top, but you got to make the right decisions, get the ball to the right place at the right time for the right reason, and uh, that, that isn't just your, your stud kid that has uh, been physically superior to everybody else since he was 10, you know. So got to develop the mind.
1: And I don't know if it'll be this year. I don't I don't expect BYU to win 10 games again this year. But, you know, next step for him probably is having a big season like that against uh, certainly a more difficult schedule. And you've got to keep the talent pipeline going. And an extension should help that. And and you know what? Uh, like I saw Joel Klatt tweet out um, the best quarterbacks in the NFL and their star ranking uh, uh. coming out of high school. And I, I thought about something you were talking about yesterday. And I'm not coming at you here. You, you've heard this complaint before. But does there, why, why do we continue to look at those stupid recruiting rankings? <laughs> why do we continue to do that? Why do we talk about, like, I, I believe that if you look at where the program was when Kalani picked things up uh-huh. and where it is now, they've recruited better players. I think they have more talent, and, and maybe rational minds can disagree. But then you look at the recruiting rankings and you go, well, the evidence isn't really there. Well, the evidence is stupid. And, uh, it's it's, it's, and it's inaccurate. And when are we going to stop talking about it? It's inaccurate
0: in specifics, but it's usually accurate in the
1: comprehensive. Except for, you know, Aaron Rodgers had to go to a JC because some nose picker thought he was a two star. <laughs> or or the, the, the crazy logic that if a certain school is recruiting you, then you're automatically a certain star yeah, ranking. And yeah, then we give the, then we give the university credit for having a good recruiting ranking. What sense does that make? Who who are these guys who are, who are giving out these
0: rankings and assigning uh, these these numbers to Employees these Employees of the
1: websites they work for.
0: I mean, are they professional scouts, or are they just uh, somebody who was looking for a job and they got eyes to see, but not necessarily a deep background in football? I'm going to go more with that one. Are you? I mean, I don't like to disparage an entire... Industry, but I, I I just don't know who these folks are because – I and I don't know whether coaches really pay attention to the stars behind the kid's name
1: or whether they study the tape and say, okay, this kid can play. They do, but they don't. Like I hear every coach ever say, hey, we don't really put much into the recruiting rankings or whatever, but then I hear every coach is brag about them when they're good. You know what I mean? And so I think – I think they know that it's at least partially ridiculous, but yet at the same time get caught up in the hype like everything else. Like, oh my gosh, somebody must know what they're talking about if this guy is a five-star. But Eric Weddle is a Hall of Famer. And somehow can't get a sniff coming out of high school. It was, what, a two-star? A one-star? wanted to go
0: to UCLA. <laughs> they they wouldn't nah. give
1: him the time of day.
0: And he shows up at Utah, and they automatically recognize him. He started
1: day star. one! <laughs> Start by day the end one. of his career, he's playing half the positions on I, the field. So, I, I don't know. We can we can take it as a macro sign, I guess. Of uh, But then I look at a program like Texas, who has a top-five recruiting class every year, and somehow they have been wallowing in mediocrity since Vince Young left. So well, how does that make any well, sense? Well, there, there are a couple components here, Jake. It's yeah,
0: talent, uh, yes. And uh, let's say that the, these, uh, the, these guys who assign these stars are right two-thirds of the time. Oh, that half, is half generous. The, half the time? <laughs> ge- okay. I think that is generous. If, if it's half the time, then teams like Alabama, I mean, they're getting enough – of the really good talent to uh, to give them an edge, but then there's the other component to it, and that is developing that talent. And that's one thing that I think Utah has done really well. I think BYU has done that pretty well. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's a coach's job. I mean, there are recruiters, and then once you get guys in a program, you got to do everything you can to uh, to coach those guys up so that they can. Be effective on the field. BYU has done that forever, in my opinion. They have really, you know, there are some down times, but uh, they they generally have not gotten stars. Uh, they get guys who are, are good, and then they help them help develop them into into terrific players. Utah, we Kyle Whittingham has done that time and time again, and Utah's r- recruiting classes are ranked higher than BYU's or have been over the past five ten years
1: and I think that's evident on the field um okay well I don't think it's simply because uh, of that maybe, well, that's a, maybe, that's, that's a, maybe that's a big part of it but maybe Utah has been out recruiting BYU I don't know that could very easily be the case but I'm certainly not going to make that judgment based on scout.com com. <laughs> No offense to scout.com. And you know what? I don't mean to disparage the industry. You make a good point because I know a few uh, of the folks that uh, that operate there, and there, there's some good folks who do, who honestly are not making millions of dollars doing it. So I, I honestly don't want to disparage. But at the same time, I, you know, I, I guess watch it play out on the field. But, I mean, how many guys, Gordon, over your career have you seen come and go? Five-star this, four-star no, that, no, recruited yeah. by this, recruited like that, to get on the field, and it's a non-factor. And the fact is is that the best schools identify, bring in and coach up a kid no matter what. And the schools that that waste all of that talent, I agree with you on player development to a certain extent, but a lot of times they just miss. They just miss they can have any kid they want and for whatever reason they pick the wrong one.
0: Yeah, a, a great example of that is that Utah had a four-star quarterback. That they favored over Zach Wilson.
1: Yep. And they missed. (laughs) They missed. They missed. And it happens to everybody, but you have less excuse at some places than others. Right? I, I really don't blame Utah that much for falling in love with a California kid that had a reputation and this and this and that, and they missed on a guy in their backyard. I'm not excusing it. I just kind of understand it. But they missed. You can't really... You can't really play it any other but way. But that's
0: why you have to judge it with your own eyeballs. Right. And, right. Yes, and, I agree. And I don't know what happened in that recruiting situation. I do know that uh, the kid from California was highly thought of by someone. And usually I think Kyle's pretty good at evaluating talent, and his staff has been pretty
1: good at it. Oh, his record but, is tremendous. Maybe but, not quite at that position, but yeah, overall. They, they They really missed on that one. I mean, obviously. I would – and Coach Witt doesn't like admitting mistakes, so maybe he wouldn't do this publicly. But if you sat down with Coach Witt privately and say, you know, you kind of missed a boat on that one, he'd probably go, yeah. He'd he probably
0: tell dead. you that that's the biggest miss he's ever had.
1: You know you know, it ground his gears every time a national announcer mentioned, you know, Zach grew up a Utah fan. <laughs> his dad played at his Utah. His dad played at Utah, and somehow those bozos up the road missed <laughs> on this guy. <laughs> You know, Much to the benefit of one yeah, of the rivals. You know that bugged a, a bunch of people up there. I'm sure. I mean, I, I, but that happens in the biz. You just can't you can't let it happen that often. And I think where coaches, you know, at, say Texas, just to use them for an example. I think what happens is their fail rate, their miss rate, is way higher than it should be. I mean, when you have there's some pressure having the pluck of the litter, right? I mean, you got to get it right because you get to choose out of everybody. Yeah. You know what bugs? Uh, Texas or USC or whomever, when it's Southern California or Texas or Florida, for that matter, when a young man from the, one of those states comes to Utah and, like, Gianni Paul goes out all conference, you know, that bugs it bugs Miami for letting him go. Yeah. And the thing about it is
0: is that it's a constant recycling. So you have to do it every year.
1: Well, even yeah. more so now with the rule changes.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean,
1: and I, I so, just, so
0: I don't know. When I see those rankings and I see BYU down 70th, 80th in the country, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do with that. because Ignore uh, it. Because that's I That's my point. That's not, I don't do that. In fact, if someone gave me that job and I had to go to a high school game or games and assign a number of stars to a kid that may affect his future – I don't think I would want to do that. I mean, I don't mind doing a story every once in a while on someone who I think has a good story, but assigning
1: those stars is like branding these kids. So here here's Joel's tweet, just to be uh-huh. just to be fair. It's okay. his top ten players in the NFL and their recruiting rankings. All right. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. You want to take a stab at these what their recruiting rankings? Uh, I'll guess two star. Three. Okay. Uh, Aaron Donald. Oh, man. Uh, I'd say four-star. Three-star. Wow, okay. The most dominant football player yeah. on the planet. <laughs> Certainly the most dominant non-quarterback football player. Usually those guys are fairly apparent. Aaron Rodgers, Cal. You already said he was He's a, a two-star. Three-star. Three-star, right okay. Uh, number four, Derrick Henry, Alabama. He was the well, I went he, to Alabama, so he was, I figure four. Yeah, he was the number one uh, recruit in the country that oh, year. Oh, five? So that's a five-star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Number five, Travis Kelsey. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm suspicious just because we're going through this exercise, so I'll say a two-star. Uh, two-star uh, in 2008, ended up at Cincinnati. Uh, Devontae Adams, number six. Uh, Three-star. A two-star to Fresno State. Uh, how about this? In 2011, he was, the, he was ranked 2,368th <laughs> nationally, and this one will blow your mind. What ranking do you think he was uh, amongst receivers? Uh, I don't know. 281. Uh, so that means the recruiting services thought there were 281 better receivers in 2011. How than do DeMonte you miss has. that badly? Uh, number seven, Tom Brady went to Michigan, NA. So I guess before uh, the stars were really a thing, which kind of blows your mind. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins goes to Clemson in, uh, in and he's a he's a four star. Okay. So they, they got that. Uh, TJ Watt, uh, two star, three star, three star. Okay. Uh, no, the 942nd ranked player nationally in 2013. And uh, number 65 amongst athletes. Oh, okay. Okay. The uh-huh. 65th best <laughs> athlete. And then finally, number 10, Josh Allen. Well, he went to Wyoming, so I'm saying uh, two-star? Three-star. Okay. But I remember, he went there with uh, Bulls, the kind of quarterback guru. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, So it's All not right. a surprise. But that's the top 10. Those are the best, according to Joel Klatt. and And – fox call you know fox sports the 10 best players in the nfl right there that's the recruiting rankings there was one derrick henry where they got spot on do you
0: remember when i did that column on the on the star uh rankings of the players that were starters in the super bowl i mean there were a bunch of two stars in there and i'm and, and so i wonder how do the folks who compile these rankings feel about these things I mean, or, or do they admit
1: that, hey, we don't know what we're doing? No, 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 no. They move on to the next year and hope <laughs> you forget about it. We're all just guessing, yeah. right? Yeah, right. It's it's not, you know. We're going
0: off of what a guy over here said about said player. Or, uh, like you said,
1: like well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, an SEC team is recruiting him, so he, let's give him a four. He must be good. Well, I mean, there's – there's a reason that a, a famous draft insider for the NBA draft went back and scrubbed some of his previous predictions. <laughs> it's
0: a, we're all just guessing, you know. But but to to affect young people's uh, you know potentially wh- where they end up getting recruited to go to school, I would. I I think I would have a bit of a guilty conscience about that. I don't know because I mean, Jake, you know, I'm right. A lot of the time but you know there are times when I'm absolutely wrong I, I know it's infrequent but when, when I am I don't want to affect someone's career <laughs> Well, not usually.
1: (laughs) Uh, Gordon, just a little update to a story you brought up yesterday, and it certainly is a minor update. Uh, But uh, Ben Simmons. um, (laughs) Benny boy, What what was the story yesterday? He basically marched in and told the franchise he's not going to be back and he'd he'd sit out camp if needs be. He met with the powers that be in Los Angeles and said uh, exactly that. So maybe, Gordon, maybe Ben Simmons is being a tad more realistic uh, with the situation than I thought because Chris Broussard of Fox Sports reported today that, according to his sources close to the situation, Ben Simmons would play for any of the 29 other teams in the league. Um, so if He's that, saying uh, trade me anywhere. If that's Anywhere. Tr- if that's true, then
0: let's break down what this is a case of. Because we used the word yesterday, entitlement. Is it entitlement, or does he feel disrespected that he can't be effective with Doc Rivers as his coach, that the organization doesn't believe in him? And, you know, you're you're not going to play your best if that's the environment in which you're existing. So that, that softens my stance on Ben a little bit, although I obviously don't know the inside story with him. Other than the fact that he has uh, been somewhat, what's the word? Is uh, is tempestuous
1: a word? Uh, not one that I've heard. I'm gonna look that up. Uh, Gordon, if if I don't know, I don't know how to put this uh, nicely. Is it? Is Ben Simmons the problem? Yeah, Ben Simmons' is, he's the, his game is the problem. I think the playoffs more than magnified that. No. So, so you're saying you have sympathy for Ben Simmons because maybe Doc Rivers is the problem? No. I what about don't what about so Brent no. Brown? No, I get it. By the way, tempestuous is
0: a word. It's uh, characterized by strong and turbulent. Or conflicting emotions.
1: So they didn't give Ben Simmons enough chance. I mean, they, what? They did. I, like they did. I don't know what all, you're getting at.
0: They did, but all of a sudden they shut it down on him in a fairly embarrassing way.
1: But maybe he deserved that because he couldn't make a layup by by acknowledging for his coach acknowledging uh, his shortcomings. Granted, I, you don't hear a lot of coaches acknowledge it that plainly. So I will say that. But what happened to the player? Like like Donovan Mitchell often takes this uh, this stance where he accepts responsibility. And a lot of times great leaders accept responsibility even when the responsibility isn't theirs but expect you know it, it, we came up short i need to be better those types of things what happened to that attitude as opposed to oh the coach hurt my feelings what yeah, that's true that's a really good point are you are you a franchise player i mean are you going to step up and say you know what i got to be better i got to i've got to take and make that layup i need to figure out how i can better my team we came up short because of me
0: you know there are, what are the, there's a thousand sayings for when you get knocked down, get back up again, right? He got knocked down, and then he whined and complained.
1: And he's crying about his coach.
0: You know, how would you handle that, Jake? Would you would that motivate you and say, I'm gonna bust my hump all off season so I can come back and show you what I'm capable of doing? Wouldn't that what you do? That's what it, that is. What you would do. You might pout for a little while, you know. Well, if I were under in your
1: nature, but right. I mean,
0: other than that, you'd work your butt off to get back where you wanted to be, right?
1: Well, particularly. If or would I were, you would you
0: march off and pout
1: for the you know from Nephil Kingdom come? You're under contract. They, I mean, the the ers showed faith in Ben Simmons by by giving him the money. And, and now was, it doesn't go. They gave him the team. He said, "Here's your team." Right. And the, and the coach basically said, "We need, uh, he needs to be a better player. Where he yeah. is now isn't good enough." Mm-hmm. And maybe Doc could have couched it nicer, taken it behind closed doors, or whatever. But he's not saying anything that everybody else isn't thinking. So where well, where
0: you were saying it when he was drafted, right? But you were you were right. But but you
1: were aggressively uh, again. Well, the the thing is, is that the praise set a standard that he wasn't capable of meeting. Yeah, the paycheck too, probably. Well, yeah, and they, you know, we all know that that extension is is based on potential. When you come a free agent, it's based on what you've done. And I don't think he was capable of meeting that potential. And if he was, I don't, I'm, obviously he's not doing what it takes to meet that potential. The problem is that he can do a lot of things really well. Yeah, He just can't shoot, but he can play defense.
0: He can rebound. He can, uh, he can pass the ball. His, his assist totals have been consistently high. Uh, he just, he just can't shoot. And then that affected his his confidence to the point where he wouldn't shoot. Yep.
1: Not even from three <laughs> feet men. Not under that circumstance anyway. There you go. That's the split story of the day on the big show. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Split story brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com today. We'll have more big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.